I um, talked to one young married couple, and they they moved out of state because she wanted to be to be a stay-at-home mom, and he had to take another job, and it was out of state. And she said, fine. And so they move, and then she calls me up one day, and she said, well, I am just not happy. And I said, I thought everything was going to be bliss. You got the big house. You get to be home now. He's making good money. He's got the new job. She goes, but he's at work all the time. And I said, you know what? Something's got to give. If you want to stay home, he has to work long, hard hours. And she said, well, when do I get me time? (laughs) I go, well, when does he get me time? Well, he gets me time when he's at work. And I went, whoa, nope, nope, no, no. But see, that's the way she thought about it. That he, because he doesn't have the kids at work, he's having alone time. No, he's working. That takes energy. (laughs) So you have to work that out. And sometimes you have to take turns. Welcome to the Danielle Hage podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Hage. Danielle is my mother-in-law and Nini to my three girls. She has 40 years experience in family and marriage relationships. She's been married for 43 years to Steve Hage, who travels the world preaching the gospel, and together they pastor a church in Laguna Niguel, California. Um, so I'm so glad you're here today yeah, because I I need to ask you something. Okay. Okay. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take take it on for the women of my age okay. who had married yes. for a little while, who have kids at home, younger kids at home that they're still caring for, um, but we're in we're in that stage where we've been married, you know, somewhere between seven and fifteen years. Okay. But I'm I'm finding this common conversation, whether it's online in mom groups or even just in chit chat um, with other moms. But this common conversation is just that I have children at home. We've been married for this long. We're familiar with each other, but I, the spark is gone. There's no conversation. He comes and he goes. Um, we just go about our daily lives. There's no connection. There's no conversation. I don't feel pursued. Life is just kind of ho-hum. And it's really common to say, I think what's next is divorce. I think I need to leave because this is just not, wow. is this how marriage is supposed to be? Mm-hmm. And they really are asking the, the question authentically, is this it? Should I go ahead and leave? Yeah. So can you speak into that? I mean, you have all this experience of how men and women are designed. Yeah. But we're getting into these pockets where it's just like, okay, is this it? Yeah. Is it as good as life is going to get? Yeah. Yeah. Things change after marriage. You know, that whole euphoric state of the chase and the conquering and getting the woman and, and, you know, flirting and, you know, all those exciting things that, that passion that you feel, the chemistry that you feel, the in love euphoric feeling that you feel all of it starts to fade after a while. And that is called life. (laughs) It's life. We don't live in a Hollywood movie. Okay. We don't live in a romance novel and all the stuff that we have been fed, you know, from the time we were little girls, all this fantasy fairy tale stuff is just that. It's fantasy. It's fairy tale. And I think the women that are saying, you know, like I'm bored and he's not paying attention. You know, it's like, yeah, sometimes sometimes marriage is boring. It's just this is real life. Yeah, yeah. But do you throw in the towel? No, you made a commitment. That's why it's called marriage. That's why you got married. You committed. You made a vow, a covenant with another person. You know, love is keeping your commitments, yeah. Keep keeping your word of what you said you were going to do. And, you know, people, you know, when a a man is hunting a woman, it's like you are his prey and he's hunting you. And then he gets, catches you and he marries you. And it's almost like he mounts you on the wall. 
And then his focus changes. But when he was yeah. focused on you, that was so exciting was for the woman. Well, we've talked about this. We have yes. a podcast talking about the hunters and the gatherers. Yes. So we're literally not talking about like Flintstones here where yes. men are out <laughs> hunting for women. We, yeah. We've talked about how they're designed in their DNA. Right. And it is a hunt. They, yeah. And it, they are focused And we're on... talking about men are single focused. Yes. So that is their focus. Right. They're captivated by you. They want you. They, yeah. they want to bring you in as the queen to their kingdom. Mm-hmm. But... After that happens, after he puts a ring on it and you're married. Okay. His focus changes. Yeah. And now, what does it change to? To provide, to build the yeah. castle, to build, yeah. you know, the home, to um, to take care of you, to meet your needs, to take care of the children. So now he's working really hard. And he goes through a, like a 10 or 12-year time in his life where this would be like his prince stage. We've also done a podcast mm-hmm. on stages of a man where he's, his nose is to the grindstone and he is working hard. And yeah, you're not getting the kind of attention that you got yeah. when yeah. he was hunting you because now he's hunting finances, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and provision, right? Yeah. To be able to feed you and to take care of you. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that he's out of love with you. It doesn't mean that he's not interested in you. It doesn't mean he's ignoring you. He is, he's focused on something else that actually benefits you. So you got to, you got to cut him some slack there. Um, the other thing too, is that a lot of times women change after marriage, you know, <laughs> because when you're dating and you're flirting and you're being all seductress and sexy and mm-hmm. trying to win a man, right? trying to get their attention, then a lot of times after marriage, you just, some women just let themselves go. They gain weight. Um, they just quit taking care of themselves. I even heard one woman say, um, who looked amazing when she got married, gained 50 pounds after marriage and then was getting a divorce. I can't, I don't know the reasons why. And I remember she said, oh, now I'm going to have to lose weight again. Oh wow! So you're only keeping yourself up to get a man, but then once you get him, you're going to let yourself go. Yeah. That's not, that's yeah. not sexy. That's not attractive. Yeah, but and ladies, too. Yes. ladies, I, about the weight you don't like this. You're not going to like this because I've said it before and, and I get pushback. Men are visual. Yeah. They are visual. Okay. And they are attracted to beauty. It does not mean you have to have the perfect body yeah. or be perfect all the time or, not or, go, a or go to bed with your makeup kids. on yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. you know, you don't want him to see the real you because we yeah. talked about authenticity, right? Letting your hair down, being who you are. But if you just let yourself go and now you're just eating and chips and ice cream and you don't care about yourself, your attitude is one of, you know, because now you, you've had children and you have some stretch marks and you've gained a few pounds and you're covering up. You don't even want him to see you. Like... It's the attitude behind, let's say, the imperfections, the weight gain or the weight loss that um, a man is more into. He's not going to divorce you because you've gained some weight, okay? If you are still taking care of yourself and you're doing your best, you you know, you have your activities, you eat right, you you exercise, you're taking care of your home, you're taking care of yourself, you like yourself. He's attracted to that, okay? It's not all about your measurements Mm -hmm. (laughs) for a man, okay? So, but it's, it's the attitude behind it that I can just let myself go because now I'm married. That's not a good idea. Yeah. I mean, my husband would say that he has found women of all shapes and sizes to be attractive. Yes. And he has found women who are skinny, have had the augmentations and plastic surgery, but they have this, you know, chip on their shoulder and this disposition, not attractive, but women who have, Mm -hmm. who've gained weight after children, who've, you know, but they still carry themselves in an authentic way. They're still passionate about pursuing health and pursuing what they're, you know, loving into. And that is still 
captivating for a man, obviously, you know, not captivated in that way where he wants to pursue her, but even me, you know, he has told me, and this is something that I've shared so many times because you've shared it with me. So I share this with girlfriends is don't point out the flaws. flaws. I mean, even this weekend, you and I were literally having a conversation about, okay, turn 40, this, uh, you know, the 10 pounds comes every decade, blah, blah, blah. What did you do when you were in that perimenopause age? And I started to you know, talk about where the weight has started to gain. And he was like, don't do it. Don't do it while I'm in the room. Don't do it. That's so cute. Like, don't He's like, do don't it. start talking about negative about your body Can in you front of me. Out, I'm single focused. Yeah. I will notice it, but just don't do it. So women just, you know, have the chit chat with other women, right. but don't point it out, especially yeah. when you're so, in the bedroom. Right. When you're in that moment, when you are yes. vulnerable, don't, oh, I'm sorry. I just, uh, yeah. Mm-mm, don't do that. Because remember, when you feel good about yourself, that's hot. Yeah. That is sexy. That's attractive. When you're confident in who you are. And, you know, so you're like that little sex kitten before you got married, right? Yeah. That he can't wait to get his hands on. And then you get married after children, you start kind of not feeling as confident yeah. about yeah. things about your body. Um, and so it does change about change your sex life too. Mm-hmm. And, you, and, and ladies, you have to remember, like, a man... Because of his single focus, he doesn't notice what's wrong with you when you're naked. Mm-hmm. All he is focused on is getting into your body. Yeah. Okay. So you, when you, you have to, even if you don't feel confident about yourself, you act like you are and you be that sexy woman that is inside of you yeah. because that is going to elevate your sex life mm-hmm. for sure. But that's one of the, the areas that women change a lot yeah. in, in their, in after marriage is yeah. because they start, you know, trying to not expose themselves so much. And your naked body for a man is, is golden. Okay. So again, yes, don't (laughs) point out your flaws. Of course you have them. We all do. And so does he. Okay. He has flaws too. He doesn't have the perfect body either. And so it's not about that. Well, how about the expectation needs? Okay. So let's just kind of branch off from, um, from the need and the sexual desires. And because, you know, you do, you have children and there are seasons where you just don't, I mean, either your body physically is like, I just can't right now, yeah. you know, weeks and a couple months after having children or, you know, even hitting this perimenopause age, it's like things are off right now. Yeah, and, things are changing. Yeah, things are changing. And so just, you know, how do we, how do we meet the expectations of the true needs that are there for yeah. both men and women? Yeah. Well, and I think, again, what are your expectations? Yeah. And what are your un communicated expectations. And, you know, that's probably the number one thing that will wreck a marriage Mm -hmm. is when you think, are thinking, this is how it should be. This is how he should be. This is what he should say to me. This is what he should bring home to me when he walks in the door. Or he, he, the man is thinking, this is how I want the house to look Mm -hmm. when I walk in the door. Or this is what what a wife should, Mm -hmm. that should conversation look like or be doing or, you know, whatever. But you're not communicating it. You're yeah. not talking you're just about it. In the should right. And, you get yeah. in your head about it. I um, talked to uh, someone the other day, and they they they've been married a long time. They yeah. they know all all the groundwork and stuff. But yeah. they started. I believe a lot of times a lot of people do this. You start attaching to your thoughts, mm-hmm. what you're thinking, what you're expecting, and what they're not doing. And you're not saying it out loud, but you start thinking about it like, ugh, yuck. I don't like this. I'm bored. Maybe there's something better out there for me. And you start believing your thoughts. You've got to remember thoughts 
come and go. They yeah. pop into your head. It's what causes you to have feelings, okay, how you think about something. Yeah. And this, um, then you start getting really depressed because you're not, you get so negative in your head. Yeah. Again, you've never even had a conversation with your husband, right. but you're just getting more and more negative. And it's like this slippery slope. Yeah. And for this one person that I talked to, it, it, it even sent her into a depression where she just said, I am so unhappy. I just, I don't like myself. I don't like my marriage. And then I just started talking about, you remember that that in love feeling doesn't last forever. Mm -hmm. You remember that, right? Like you've been taught that, that love is not a feeling. Love is a choice. Um, Not, you know, married life isn't all fireworks. Yeah. And feel good all the time. All the time. Mm -hmm. It's sometimes it's just monotonous. Sometimes it's Mm -hmm. like this, you know, Groundhog Day. You know, we get up in the morning, we have our coffee, we go to work, I take care of the kids, we come home. It's like that same thing every day. You have to intentionalize that spark. You have to intentionalize having fun together. Let's Mm -hmm. learn something new together. Let's go take up pickleball. That's my newest, (laughs) latest thing. Um, But my husband doesn't want to play. (laughs) And that's okay. You know, he doesn't want to do everything I want to do. So, but I take it upon myself to make myself happy and do the things I want to do. And he's like, fine, do it. Just don't ask me to do it. Well, and that keeps him captivated towards you yeah. because you're passionate about something. And I'm happy. He likes you're it. I'm out. pursuing moving. health. Yes, yes, if yes. I'm not, if I'm sitting home looking at him like this, yeah, make me happy. Today? Entertain me. Come on. Let's yeah. do something. Yeah. Come play with me. And he doesn't want to. I'm yeah. just like, okay, bye. See you later. He's like, see you, good. And I come home and say, how was your game? You know, I mean, I talk about it and, and um, yeah, but like doing what is good for you, a lot of times is good for both of you. Yeah. It's like- Even it, if it's separate of each other. Even yeah. if it's separate. Yeah. yeah. And I know with my husband and I, we give each other the space to do our own thing. Yeah. You know, like there's certain things he likes to watch on TV, mm-hmm. documentaries, sports, stuff I'm not into. Yeah. And he, and it's it could be a Friday night, we're at home. And he'll go, okay, I'm really into this game. I want to watch it. And I'm like, okay, great. You know, if you want to have friends over, I'll cook for you. Or I'll go upstairs. I got my own TV. I'll do my own thing. It's like we don't hold each other accountable yeah. to meet our every single want or need. Well, we've talked about that too in the Hunters yeah. and Gathers, that women being gathers, they need to gather different different needs that they have, different social yeah. needs that they have come from different groups of people. Right, right. You know, Not you one person. Your mom friends. Yeah, because can be even the way we communicate is so different that- We've got to get our words out. We've got to communicate. We want to talk around the, you know, the idea or the possibilities of things. But a lot of times we need to do that with a group of women right. or with a good girlfriend or or somebody who's not necessarily our husband can't be right. our end all be all. So, okay, so you've been married for 43 years. Mm-hmm. So you guys have obviously hope I mean, you've probably gone through these seasons where things yeah. are just gonna like do-do-do-do-do, you know, just kind of ho-hum. How yeah, you know, what's it how did you get to the other side? Yeah you know, what, what are some of those tools? Yeah. And and I think, you know, really, like I just said, giving each other our space and accepting that, that he likes things. He likes to do different things than that, than I like to do. And him accepting that. Um, I, I go on three or four ski trips every winter with Mm -hmm. my girlfriends. I have found a group of girls that like to do some of the stuff I like to do. I don't, my husband and I used to ski together and that was our thing. And something I'm very passionate about. But then he he's at a certain age now, you know, in his 60s where his knees just can't handle it. But he doesn't stop me from going. I'm like, I'm not ready to hang up my skis mm-hmm. yet. So he's like, do it. Um, I like the beach. I like sun and water. I like to 
cycle. I like to paddleboard. I like yeah. activity. He's not as adventurous as me. <laughs> so, and that's okay. He's just like, you go ahead. Yeah. He, he'll even pay for it. He's just like, but don't bug me. You know, he doesn't mind being alone. I like being around people. Uh, men, a lot of times men, you know, they're, they have less words. Yeah. They're more quiet. So if I have that need yeah. to talk and be yeah. heard, a lot of times I get with my girlfriends. Yeah. I know that the older I get, you know, I don't have as big a need anymore to um, to talk as much. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I find that my, yeah. even in myself, you know, and, and I know we change because of hormones and stuff, but I'm finding that I, even my more introverted side is coming out more. Like yeah. I, I like my time alone. Yeah. I, I I used to get nervous when my husband would travel. I'd be like, feel a little anxious. So what am I going to do? What am I going to do while he's gone? You know, we're empty nested now. What am I going to do? I got to call my girlfriends. I got to have yeah. something planned every day, every night. And I used to feel that way. I don't feel that any way anymore. Yeah. It's like, hey, oh, yeah, he's gone. Oh, good. I have the house to myself. <laughs> I can just do whatever I want. I don't have to call anybody. Yeah. I don't mind just being alone sometimes yeah. now. And, and I, I just think you change as you age, you know. Uh, let's take a second and talk about Strong Cell. You have been taking it for about a year now, yes. right? Yeah. Yes. So tell us the benefits and what you're feeling from yeah. taking Strong Cell. Yeah. No, I love it. it I don't miss one day. Yeah. Not one day. Number one, it tastes good. So easy to drink. Yeah. Um, and I take it in the morning. The minute I get up, before I leave the house, I take my strong cell with my supplements. And what I have noticed is I have endless energy. I am not kidding. And the reason I say that is because I'm 62 and I work out hard. I like being active. Like my day consists pretty much, here's my schedule. I get up, I'm in the gym at 6 a.m. I'll do 30 minutes cardio, 30 minutes weights. Then I go right from there, play an hour and a half of pickleball. And then a lot of times, not every day, but a lot of times I go right from there and go to back to the gym and swim at least 50 laps. Then I come home and have my first cup of coffee and I feel great. The other day I did all three of those things. Then I sat in my office for six hours straight until my hunger pang, you know, broke through my focus and said, I'm hungry. I need to eat. Like, yeah. I don't know if it suppresses your appetite at all, but I just know that I don't feel like I have to eat <laughs> as much as often. Um, I've seen a difference in my hair. I've seen a difference in my skin. And not just me, but people ask me uh, all the time. They say, what are you doing? What are you doing? I, You know, your skin looks great or your hair. They'll make comments. And I always say, you know what? I'm taking a supplement called Strong Cell. It works at a cellular cellular level. And um, it's doing all kinds of good stuff in my body. Yeah. Try it. Yeah. <laughs> and because it's a cellular energy boost, it's not like a pre-workout. Right. You don't get the zing or that quick energy jump. Mm -hmm. um, but it's building up all the good stuff, the yeah. ATP and all that energy in your cells. Right. So trying it for at least four weeks to see yes. a difference, to make a difference, because it's going to elevate you over that time. You want to build it up and then you want to sustain those energy yeah. levels. I've been taking it too. And um, I've noticed that when I take it again, it's not like a pre-workout where I immediately get that jump, but I all of a sudden have like a focused and clarity. I'm able to really just zoom in to my day and be that. super focused, mm -hmm. um, especially homeschooling my three girls. I can just laser right in. Um, and then the other thing I noticed was, you know, mommy brain fog is real <laughs> and I don't have that anymore. Yeah. I'm able to be more focused. I have more clarity and I'm able to get through the afternoon without that mental fog yeah. slump. So I am really loving strong cell too. And so because of that, yeah. we have decided to partner with Strong Cell. And Strong Cell has actually given us a discount code for all the viewers that watch our 
podcast. Yay. Isn't that exciting? Yes. So yeah. go to strongcell.com slash Danny. That's strongcell.com slash D-A-N-I and use the discount code for 20% off. That's Danny 20 as your discount code D-A-N-I 2-0 and make sure you check it out. Get four week supplement and let us know how you like it. Yeah. So we've talked about before understanding men in that middle prince um, stage stage mm-hmm. of life. You know, their their purpose, their their drive in that season is to provide, to protect. They're they're making money. They're working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're probably working long hours. Right. They're probably trying to work their way up there. Yes, you know the corporate ladder. So when they come home, we a lot and women don't understand this. They need the space to rebuild back up their testosterone because doing that will help them to connect to the children, to step in, to provide the helping hands. And I think a lot of the underlying issues when I'm reading some of these posts by women or, you know, chit-chatting with girlfriends is the expectation that I've been handling this all day. All day. I need a break. I'm wiped out. I need a break. And and he's been out. I don't care that he's been off at work. That seems like a break to me. And he's got to have lunch (laughs) out and, you know, have an hour where he could go out you know, and enjoy lunch out. And, and that seems amazing for me. So as uh, the expectation is as soon as he walks in the door, like he needs to help me out. He needs to take these kids. kids. I need my Mm -hmm. break. This is time for me when really, if we can build in some compassion, some empathy and understand their single focus and what they need to be able to rebuild their testosterone back up to then they need alone time. They need quiet. They need maybe to get on their computer. They might need to wash their car. Yeah. They might. It's called transition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Men have transition rituals. Yeah. And when he comes home or when he's going to work, he has, yeah. he's transitioning to the mindset of going to his job. When he's coming home, he's transitioning to coming home. So every you got to figure out what your man needs when he walks mm-hmm. in the door. And usually men only need about 30 minutes. That's yeah. what they say. Right around 30 minutes to kind of just unload all my stuff, change into my old comfy clothes, or maybe I need to go sit in the spa, that hot tub, you know, for for 15 minutes or go for a run or work out whatever it is that he needs to transition from work to home. Okay. Women don't need that much time because again, we can transition quicker, like from topic to topic, conversation to conversation, um, detail to detail, but men, and has everything to do with the way that our brains are set up. Um, it has everything to do with our corpus callosum, which I know is a big word, but it's that gray matter between our left and right side in our brain. And that's real. This is science. Okay. Um, and I don't understand it totally. So I won't talk about it, but it, that's what it is. It's not because I'm being selfish or he's being yeah, selfish. Yeah. It's the way our brains are set up. Once he has his few minutes, that his 30 minutes, his testosterone is all used up at work. So now it's getting replenished, yeah. which is actually going to be better for the woman mm-hmm. if she, for, for bedtime, right? Yeah. If he has enough testosterone um, or even enough testosterone to be able to pay attention to her, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it actually works better. So, and men will say, you know, and I need, some time alone, and then I can be present for the family, you know, but right now I'm stressed out. I have to have to relax a little bit. So you got to figure out what he needs or he, and he needs and talk about it and and leave him alone. Don't throw the kids at him. The minute he walks in, Mm -hmm. I um, talked to one young married couple and they, they moved out of state because um, she wanted to be to be a stay at home mom Mm -hmm. and he had to take another job and it was out of state. And she said, fine. And so 
they move and I hadn't heard from them in a long time. And then she calls me up one day and she said, well, I am just not happy. And I said, I thought everything was going to be bliss. You got the big house. You get to be home now. He's making good money. He's got the new job. She goes, but he's at work all the time. And I said, you know what? You can't have it all. Something's got to give. Something's got to give. If you want to stay home, he has to work long, hard hours. And she said, well, when do I get me time? And I said, well, maybe on the weekend. She goes, she she goes, no, he wants to play golf on the weekends. (laughs) I go, well, when does he get me time? Well, he gets me time when he's at work. And I went, whoa, nope, nope, no, nope, no. Nope. But see, that's the way she thought about it. Yeah. That he, because he doesn't have the kids at work, he's having alone yeah. time. No, he's working. That takes energy. Yeah. And so because she has the kids, she wants to get away from the kids. Yeah. So she wants her me time. But what she's saying is, I want you to go work your job and then come home and work my job that we both agreed to, yeah. that this is what I wanted to do for my job, stay home and take care of my kids. So you have to work that out. And sometimes you have to take turns and give him his transition time Mm -hmm. when he gets home. And then, and then maybe your me time is after the kids go to bed, Yeah, you know, or maybe, you know, but you cannot have your cake and eat it too. Like this is what you asked for lady in the season. And so rather than griping and complaining, show appreciation that he's made your dream come true and and stop whining about it. Yeah. (laughs) I think what's helped in our relationship, because we can, I, I can definitely get tit for tatty about stuff like this and, and get on Christian's case. And all of us can. <laughs> what, what has helped, what he has started doing. So men, this is a little tip for you is saying, Hey, I, I need this 30 minutes right now. I'm going to go work out. I'm going to go on a run. But as soon as I get back, I'm going to step in or I want to hear that conversation. Yes. So he does make that plan to make the connection. Right. He He's lets in- me know. You know, if if you can give me this 30 minutes to an hour to do this right. because I need to be recharged, I know that there's needs on the other side sure. of that. Um, and we've talked about that, how men and women relate to their needs differently. Yeah. We're self-sacrificial. So we think everybody we put else ourselves need, on yeah, the last why wouldn't he back put burner. my needs first? But but him even just saying that, like, I recognize, I recognize that's, there's a need there. That's awesome. And it's and just helped me. It's helped us, that communication. That's communication. That's communicating yeah. with your partner. That is awesome yeah. that he is sensitive to that because he's he's learned this. I mean, you guys didn't know this when you first no. got married. No. Stuff it we have to years. learn. Yes. yes. It took these years of being that seven. That's right. Some How long you been be, married now? Yeah, we've 15? been 12. No, 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 no. We're only like 12 or 13. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Honestly, having this conversation, I'm thinking, oh, we need to go back and revisit that episode. And <laughs> these moms need to go back and revisit this episode and that episode because it is, it's it's not just like a one answer yeah. to this sort of issue, but it's really the understanding of how men and women are designed, yes. the ages and stages of men, and um, you know how who we are and what makes us attractive to men. So there are so many teachings that we've already done that we've already talked about on the podcast. Um, But, you know, to boil it down, to answer the question, how do we really maintain that connection through those years? How do we grow our connection even through those years? Well, I think, I think, um, you know, we all, we're all all evolving, all changing, all growing, and hopefully growing. Um, you know, you never stop learning. And I don't think you ever get to an age or place in your marriage where I don't need to learn anything else now. I got it. Yeah. Like I know for me, I'm always reading and, you know, self-help stuff and doing my own personal work. Uh, my husband does his own personal emotional yeah. work. And I think 
that um, that that's very imp- important. You have to intentionalize the connection. Yeah. You have to, you know, um, get creative mm-hmm. and find ways to stay connected. It might be taking up a sport together or playing a game together yeah. or learning something new together, um, learning a language together, traveling somewhere you've never been. Yeah. I mean, just doing things together because it brings out new yeah. parts of you. Yeah. And, and so that you continue to get, keep getting to know each other yeah. because yeah, we're changing. Good. That's we're, good. We're changing. So I know for my husband, I would ask him when we'd have to have those lulls. And especially I think after we became empty nested, you know, all three of my kids left like yeah. in the same year. <laughs> and I was kind of like, what do I do now? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? Even though they, you know, they're teenagers and they're college age and they're grown, you still, you know, you're still the mom. And I, I really, it really hit me. I had to find out now, what am I going to do with my time mm-hmm. now? And then, and we were pastoring a church, but there wasn't enough for me to do yeah. to, to fill up my time. And I remember asking my husband things like, so what, what's, what's our bucket list? What's on your bucket <laughs> list? And man, I don't know if this is all men or just him. He's like, nah, nothing. I've done everything I want to do. I go, really? I go, where, where do you want to go? Is there another country or something you want to see? He goes, no, nah, but we've traveled a lot. We've yeah. been to a lot of different countries. And I'm, but there's still lots of places I haven't been that I want to go. But my husband is like, nope, nope, don't care if I ever go out of the country. Yeah. <laughs> and so I just realized, again, there's some things that I'm going to have to do with other people, my my women friends, mm-hmm. that he's not going to do, and that's okay. Um, but I think just, again, being sensitive to one another, um, intentionalizing appreciation, yeah. exercising compassion, exercising empathy, yeah. and doing your best to try to understand, trying to have yeah. conversations. Just, it doesn't have to be that hard. I don't think it, yeah. I think we make it much more complicated than it really right, needs to be. Right. As long as you're both, again, healthy people, there's yeah. nobody falling into some bad addiction or you know, doing something outside of the marriage that you're, you know, that yeah. you're looking for outside of the marriage that you can't get inside yeah. of the marriage. You have to be on the same page, you know, what you're both agreeing to. Yeah. Um, okay. There's those three questions. Bring what? that up real quick. Cause I think there's those three questions that I really love. And me and Christian have okay. implemented this the last few months Okay, since you started talking about them. Yeah. This the, causes, um, causes, causes for an intimate connection yeah, in your yeah. relationship. But I think these are so good at getting the conversation going, especially if you have not had that connection and conversation yes. for a while. Yes. Like, but you have to be vulnerable right. bringing it to the table. I was table. just going to say, yeah. you're going to resist these questions yeah. because it is very, very vulnerable. Yeah. But what is it that you need from me that yeah. you've given up on getting? Mm. Or what do you need from me that you find really hard to get? Yeah. Maybe you're getting ready to give up so on good. getting yeah. those needs met. Um, what is it that, what do you need from me that will help you to give me what I need from you? Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's <laughs> that's it. kind of a tongue twister. But that's yes, it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, what do you need that will help you meet my need? Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it goes both ways. Yeah. If I'm getting my needs met, it makes me want to get, you yeah. know, do whatever I can or do to meet your need needs. that I have, how can we yeah. work this out? So you're getting your needs. I'm getting my needs. That's so right. good. I mean, right. we barely even get past the first question right. because there's so... Uh, not so much to talk about, but it does. It just brings up so much yes. conversation. And I have found that in the lulls at those times in our marriage where we feel like we don't have anything to talk about besides the kids and the schedules and yeah. the calendars. It's, I, I mean, I've even bought like those little date night 
card cards where it just has questions oh, on them. Yeah. Or we've done, you know, little marriage stuff here and there yeah. through the church where they'll give you questions for a date night. But yeah. usually it takes only one or two questions to honestly get it going. bring that communication yes. back yes. to the table and get it going. And once I, I just think that's the vein, right? right? Like if you can get conversation going again, right, then the compassion, the empathy, the vulnerability, the you know, that this is how I feel becomes more authentic in right. conversation. And, and, you know, I've heard men say, I'm never asking those questions. No way. <laughs> even even when I posted that, there were comments from men going, oh, no, forget it. <laughs> because, you know, I think they're afraid that it, because it's emotional, it can yeah. cause emotion. Oh, yeah, we've had many tears around the table yes. talking about stuff like that. And that's okay. It's okay yeah. to have the, and that for men, that's doing the emotional work. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's there's st- statistics that say that men that are willing to do the emotional work, they stay in long-term relationships mm-hmm. much longer than men that aren't willing to do it. Yeah. So, and, and again, emotions, feelings, you know, men, men because men are leaders. more logical, yeah. sometimes that scares them. You know, I don't want, and, and, it, and men don't like to talk about their feelings, you know, the, the way yeah. that women do. And that's okay, but sometimes it's, it's necessary. Yeah. And again, you have to intentionalize it. Yes, it's vulnerable, but that's what causes people to fall in love. That's what causes people to connect yeah. when they see the vulnerabilities. Yeah, so. that's so good. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. I feel like today's episode, um, I just want to take it and blast it out there to everyone <laughs> my age in this stage of marriage. We still have kids at home. We've been have a good marriage, but yeah. yet, you know, just maybe in the lull, yeah. uh, the lull of life. Yes. And um, just hopefully this encourages a marriage today that you don't have to give up. There's still tools, you know, to sharpen and communicate and make things better because when we truly understand how men are designed and how women are designed, we can be better today than we were yesterday. There's so many episodes to go back and to sharpen those tools in your toolbox, women and men, uh, for both of you. And I just encourage you to follow Danielle on social media, on Facebook and Instagram, and um, glean in to what she has to say, because it honestly has helped me in my marriage and my friend's marriage. But if you like today's episode, make sure you thumbs up it, you hit subscribe, hit the notification bell so you know when a new episode's coming your way. Like I said, make sure you follow Danielle on Instagram and Facebook, and we'll see you next time.